Is this thing on? Armando FM here, 9.59 a.m. PST. We're, of course, coming in live and direct, as always. And at the moment, we're live and direct from the mean streets of Puebla, but that shortly will change. We're heading to the bus station. And, uh... The first Normando FM anchor broadcast. You know, thanks for tuning in, listeners. From all over the world. Whether it be... Maybe I have some listeners right here in Puebla. Bienvenidos. But... You know, it wouldn't be a lie to say that I do have the little anchor jitters, you know? And as you said, we've been broadcasting now for years, just three, four years. We're not even sure. WhatsApp knows, WhatsApp knows, but they're keeping their, their mouth shut on that. It's the best, best kept secret over at WhatsApp. But, um, we're very happy to be with you today. What is a beautiful, beautiful morning, and we're, we're happy to hear that it's a beautiful morning over in, in Plymouth across the pond as well. I mean, it is a gorgeous day. A gorgeous day to head north to Tlaxcala. And uh, that's exactly what we're doing. And for all of you who are new here, why are we going to Tlaxcala today? Why are we taking a little Tlaxcala bus 20 pesos to head up north to what is, if not the smallest, the second smallest state in Mexico, well, no surprises there. It's to, it's to visit a marina, a potential marina, aka VB, Vic the Vloke, and put to rest once and for all the question of, am I being catfished? Also, another question that's very pertinent right now is, am I lost? Because that's kind of more my concern and multitasking here in Normando FM. I'm gonna pull up my Maps app. I've got, I'm recording on Anchor and I'm also checking out Maps Me, offline maps. So there's a lot going on here and would we consider ourselves technological powerhouses? Well, <laughs> it would be, it's not our style to, to say it. You know, we're humble guys. We're humble, modest men. But I think I did hear that in the background. Someone said it, someone said it. So say it a little louder, say it a little louder. I'll nod my head, you know. All right, we are on the right path to the Tlaxcala bus station. So a lot to get into. First of all, I mean, we mentioned it, but let us really celebrate the fact that we have made the switch. We've made the switch from WhatsApp to Anchor. We just, we dove right in headfirst to the Spotify podcast market. And Stitcher as well. Stitcher. Check out our Instagram, by the way. Searching for Grandpa. We've, we've made the move. And uh, of course, our sister station's really more to thank for that because uh, really took the initiative and the lead, not just on getting us onto Anchor and thus all your listening platforms, but 
also doodly. We're excited for all the possibilities there. I, I quickly went into doodly and tried to doodle a bit yesterday, but um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need some practice. I mean, I tried to do something similar to what you had done and I immediately was discouraged. You know, I, I have such an aversion to the visual arts. Love music, you know, that's art, but the visual arts, it's just Ms. Nickens, you know, my third grade teacher. And I'm pretty sure she was into Wicca. She was, I think she was literally a witch, but, oh, she was so, she, I mean, I, I was never really an artist, an artistic kid. Um, my mom made it pretty clear too, but later on, later on, when I was from five to eight, there was a chance that I, you know, could doodle, I could draw, I could color inside the lines. And after those three years, everyone kind of just gave up on me. You know, they gave up on me. My mom started doing my art projects. Remember, I had one drawing I was so proud of in art class. And I showed it to Ms. Nickens. It was a landscape scene. I showed it to Ms. Nickens and she said, you need more rocks by the tree. And that one little sentence really changed the course of my story. I just, that was probably when I was eight years old. And I just literally thought to myself, fuck it. I'm done, <laughs> I'm done. Art's not my thing. I'm done. And I gave up. And now every brush I have with the visual arts is it's it's almost painful it's painful i avoid it at all costs and i really kind of had a ptsd flashback to ms nickens's fourth grade fourth grade classroom when i opened up doodly yesterday and tried to design a little a little doodle i literally thought this is not for me fuck it et will do it so thanks for taking the lead on that you know we're not really looking to, uh, you know, I've been, I've been pretty happy with being a non-artistic person for these last 28 years, so not, not really looking to make any changes. So thanks for taking the initiative. Um, we have no show notes today. We have no show notes. The novelty of the whole thing of listening to you on Anchor, it just really kind of was was the primary focus and I completely forgot to write show notes um, so we're completely improvising here I'm gonna try to remember what you touched on in your excellent broadcast which appears to be the first the all-time first in the SFG library on Spotify I tried to search for it too it didn't come up but it appears to have been published published is that the... I, people, people give me shit because I say published one about like... Because in, in Spanish, it's publicar. You know, you can publicar like something on Facebook or on Instagram. Um, and I've been using that. I remember in uh, the, the hostel crew over at Via Mango, the Puerto Escondido crew, they really got a kick out a couple times when I said... When they were like, you know, Instagram, like, oh, are you publishing a story or something? Like, Publishing? So now I don't really remember 100% when the verb in English, publish, is appropriate when it's not. Is it appropriate to say publishing a broadcast on Spotify? 
or uploading, would you say uploading? Check out our poll on Instagram. Is it publishing, uploading? Is publishing appropriate, yes or no? We'll check in on your results in 24 hours. So yeah, no show notes. Um, Yesterday was actually an interesting day. Let me just get into that quickly. I, well, first of all, we did like this breakfast in the hostel. So I know you're dying to know what dynamic, what hostel dynamic was a brew yesterday morning after the really strange behavior uh, displayed by, by Nietzsche two days ago. And of course, the impending sort of the move, you know, the hostile move, where interestingly enough, no one's packing except Smile. No one's packing except Smile. And that includes us, you know? I just left the hostel 15, you know, 15 minutes ago, and I said, oh, I'll be back tomorrow night. And I plan on, and Jose Rodas was like, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, I left my stuff there and everything. Meanwhile, Smile is scrambling. Smile is scrambling for her big move. You know, she's getting, oh man, she's been moving the last three days to a, a jeweler's workshop where she's just gonna live. It's so strange. She has no money. And, um, you know, money's important. Money's important, especially when you're living in another country. You think that you need money to, to pay for places to stay, to pay for food. I mean, she just, she came down this morning, just whipped out my, uh, the chips that I had bought when I made guacamole and just starts noshing on my chips, you know? And it's, it's really, it's really an interesting, an interesting dynamic. So yesterday's dynamic, um, kind of ignored the night before in terms of Micha's strange behavior. And we went out to go get some eggs and food to make breakfast, which we did a couple days ago too. Made breakfast, made a little extra for everyone else. You know, bread and, we were, we were the only ones who ate eggs, Mitya and I, but we did make some little <clears throat> hors d'oeuvres for everyone else. And, you know, Mitya's birthday was two days ago, so they made that mango cake. Very, very nice of them in the hostel to make this mango cake. That was fucking delicious, by the way. So good. And there was some leftovers, so we started, we put on some music, started eating eggs, started eating little bread hors d'oeuvre things, and then Grandma, Grandma Rodas, Abuelita, she just put like the rest of the cake in front of us, just this big plate of cake. And the music was loud. You know, at times, Misha was getting up and dancing and trying to, trying to get Smile to dance. Smile refused. I hate this music. It is so noisy. But she danced. She danced. And, um, you know, mostly salsa and stuff like that. Jose Rodas was taking videos of us the whole time. Saludos! Like, just sending them. I think we were live on Facebook for quite a bit. Um, and then, the cake comes. The cake's on this big plate. Probably eight pieces of cake. And, um, 
they also put these little paper plates and little forks. So obviously, you know, the, the, the norm would be to serve yourself a little piece of cake. That was implied. Well, Smile didn't pick up on that. She just brought the whole plate of cake closer to her, stuck a fork right in the middle of a big piece, lifts it up, and just starts noshing on this piece of cake, taking a couple big bites out of this piece of cake, which then falls, you know, over all the other pieces of cake, and she's just fucking eating. She just, she just took, she, I, I don't know if she thought that, like, okay, like, we've got eggs, so someone here can choose to eat all the eggs. We've got bread and cheese. Someone can choose to eat all the bread and cheese. We've got tomatoes. Someone will pick the tomatoes. That'll be their breakfast. And we've got cake. And, uh, oh, smile. Looks like smile picks the cake. Okay, who wants the eggs? You know, I don't know what she was thinking, but she just tucked right in. Right into the communal cake plate and just nom, 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 nom. Oh, shit. And within, before we even knew what was happening, she was like two pieces in. Like, oh, shit. Like, and, and then we started just trying to like go around her, be like, you know, scavenging for the leftover pieces that haven't made smiles cut. Did I call her Sky earlier? Sometimes I want to call her Sky. I'm not really sure. I know a dude named Sky, an American dude. And now this girl's Smile. And you're right, straight out of the VIP kid book, because I, I definitely have had students named Smile. I'm sure of it. So, I think I actually remember one of them. He was falling asleep the whole class, and his parent, his mom was like sitting behind him with like a wet towel that she'd like rub on his face to wake him up. It's like a five-year-old kid. I'm like, just put him to sleep? <laughs> you know? Why are we doing this? It's like, yes, teacher. Just like dozing off and just like, just, just put him to sleep. It's okay. He's five. He'll learn English another day. He's got, he's got years ahead of him to learn. So yeah, so that was the breakfast dynamic. Um, we didn't really touch on the weirdness of Nietzsche that night, the night before. And then this, yes, this was, this was the breakfast dynamic. And I, once again, I immediately wanted to get the fuck out of there. You know, I get into these weird hostile situations and I can't, I can't escape. So, you know, yesterday it happened a couple times. I did finally escape from the breakfast situation. I forget how. I, I think I just went upstairs and locked the door. Finished my book, excellent. Mediocre is the title of the book, but don't let it fool you, it's an excellent book. It's not, the title is not referring to how good the book is. The book is not mediocre, it's outstanding. So that's a little confusion there, but uh, make sure you don't get it twisted. Highly recommend mediocre. Um, and, and yeah, finished the book and then I, I walked out. I walked out of the hostel and went for an aimless walk. I bought a, a coconut water and just, you know, hung around. And I was getting ready to probably go back to the hostel. It was around 2 p.m. Breakfast lasted. I mean, that breakfast scene was from 10 a.m. to 12.30. You know, we were in countless videos. We probably pay, played, you know, 20 songs. They were dancing and shit. It was like a little breakfast party. Um, we even had cake or smiled it. So it was definitely a party for her. 
I escape. I walk around for 45 minutes, enjoying the day. And I'm getting to the main square. And I'm walking and I see a familiar face. Not just a face, a familiar outfit, I'd say. You know, because first I was like, oh, I feel like I know that girl. Oh, I feel like I've seen those clothes before. Oh, I feel like I've dumped spuds on that body. And in case you haven't figured it out yet, listener, it was DB. DB in Puebla. And needless to say, I was surprised. And of course, needless to say, I mean, I, I could have just completely ignored her, just walked right by her. She was looking at her phone, had not seen me, and I could have just whoop, slipped right by, gone unnoticed. But of course, I didn't do that. I went up, gave her a hug, said hi, and fancy seeing you here, you know? And just as a quick review, DB and I, DB the Canadian, and I decided after about six, six weeks hanging out that we were gonna go our separate ways, get some distance, give it some time. And it appears that none of those things really happened. Well, they happened for about four, four days. And DB didn't text me, you know, she probably was thinking that Puebla's a big city, I'm probably not gonna run into him, so I still will, if not give it, I'm not really giving it distance, but maybe time, and we won't see each other. But, I mean, if you're, headed, if you're hanging out in the Sokolo, we're gonna, we're gonna bump into each other, and bump into each other we did. DB's in Puebla. So, of course, you know, I said, you wanna get a coffee? Sure, sure. And we ended up walking around for a while before thinking about, oh, okay, let's actually get a coffee. Who had a good tip on, on where to get interesting, I think it's actually from Veracruz, but the special sort of milk coffee that is supposedly delicious? Miche. I reached out to Miche. Hey, where was that coffee place you're talking about? Oh, are you going? Let's go, let's go. All right, so invited Miche. Miche comes for coffee with DB and I. Um, I, prepped, I prepped DB. I told her the story about two nights ago with Miche's strange behavior. But Miche is, he's a funny dude. He's a really funny dude. His behavior in the taco place was really strange and, and rude. And he did mention that he was a little upset over coffee. He, he mentioned being upset by having to order twice at the taco place a night ago and not getting served. And I said, well, you were being a dick. And I don't understand. He's like, well, I, you know, I just, whatever. And he tried to excuse it, but he couldn't. And, and that was it. Um, but there weren't too many hard feelings. So, so DB, Miche, and I had a Veracruz and coffee. We had a bunch of laughs about basically how weird and strange this Miche guy is. And it was a good time. It really was a good time. So we had coffee. By that time, it was like 
we are hungry again. And we got dinner as well. And boy, oh God. Big sandwich, delicious sandwich. I was eating it up. Had these chipotle peppers on the side. I'm oh, sorry about that. Mean Streets of Playbook. Unfiltered content. Unadulterated content. That's what you get. You're gonna get buses honking. You're gonna get mango vendors selling. You're gonna get, I wish you could get the whiffs of the tacos that I'm getting right now. But technology just isn't there yet. I'm getting close to my bus, but I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to ask someone. Um, so, I was just chomping down on these chipotle peppers that they served on the side, absolutely delicious, until I got one that was so incredibly spicy that it kind of just knocked me out for the rest of dinner. I like couldn't even do it. It actually happened to DB at the same time, or maybe she was just trying to connect again. Oh yeah, that just happened to me too. It's so spicy, right? Alex, isn't this so spicy? You want to you wanna hang again? Sorry. It is spicy, but like, you know, we're done for now. And if you listen to this, DB, smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Ring the bell. So we had dinner. Meech and I went back to the, our hostel, said goodbye to DB. Slightly awkward. Okay, we'll see you later. Um, and then went back to the hostel. I was planning on going back to the hostel. It was around 7, 7.30 now. I was planning on going back and just chilling, you know, talking to Vivi, Vic the Bloke, getting a plan ironed out for today. And where am I going to stay? And are we going to stay together? Like, what, what's going on? You know, I, I'm not really sure. Of course, who knows? A few expectations, but I did at least want to find a place for me to stay tonight and pretty much as soon as I got back we got back Jose Rodas comes up hey guys you want to go for a walk and each is like yeah 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 let's go for a walk like, we just went for a walk man and I said you know I'm gonna have to figure out what's going on with my plan for tomorrow I have to talk to this girl okay we'll wait for you we'll wait for you oh man you know just can't, can't catch a break in this hostel can't catch a break in this hostel so I talked to VB a bit. The plan is basically for me to show up, meet her at the central of Tlaxcala at 12 p.m. and then figure out, you know, not worry too much about it. There are hotels there, so just find a hotel. Um, we ironed that out. I was kind of delaying to see whether the guys would head out without me, but nope, they waited. Good friends, they waited. And so then we hit the streets. And I thought it was going to be a little short walk. And I didn't really know where we were going. We ended up going sort of in the same direction as we did two nights ago. And this time, you know, we were about 20 minutes from the hostel when Micha asked, oh, wait, so we're just going to, like, the more dangerous neighborhood again? He's like, yeah, 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 I want to show you guys, like, the most dangerous neighborhood in Puebla. And now, this was confusing because two nights ago, you'll remember that two nights ago, we went into the most, or to some of the dangerous neighborhoods of Puebla to try to find food after 7 p.m., which is when the restriction, COVID restriction, goes into effect and all businesses are supposed to shut down. So the idea was, oh, we're so hungry. We're not gonna find anywhere, anywhere open. 
near the hostel. We need to go into the lawless areas of Puebla where the government just can't enforce their, their laws because it's too dangerous. We'll have to go find food there. And so that would at least had a purpose. But yesterday, we asked like, oh, well, why are we going there? Oh, I just want to show you like the more dangerous place. So that's where we went. That's where we went. And at one point, and he said also, maybe there will be a carnival because usually around this time there are carnivals in February. I just don't know if, you know, they'll still be having them. Like, of course, okay. Well, Jose Rodas, I'll tell you right now, there will be no carnival. There's not, there's not gonna be a carnival during COVID. And I was right, ding, 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 point for Normando FM. I was right, of course there was no carnival. We just end up going to these, and, and you know the guys that we asked to make sure there were no carnival? There were a bunch of guys in the park that literally looked like the most dangerous dudes I've seen in a couple of years. And we just made a beeline right for them. I, two of them were fighting each other. They were swinging fists. They were fighting each other. I'm not sure if they were serious or practicing for, for people like us when they were gonna, you know, for their next robbery or whatever, but we made a beeline for these guys. Hey, hey, have you seen a carnival? They were so surprised we were talking to them and not running away. I was wearing flip-flops. I looked, as I always do, like a gringo south of the southern border. These guys are like, wait, what? What? First of all, of course there's no fucking carnival. Second of all, did you really just come up to us to ask if there was a carnival? Like, if we weren't so surprised, we would rob the shit out of all of you. Um, so yeah, they said there was no carnival. And we just did another lap around the dangerous neighborhood. He's like, yeah, it's like kind of the more dangerous street, whatever. So it was a danger tour. And there was nothing to see. But iso like, you know, dark, lonely streets that looked great to be robbed on. Um, oh, this is Tlaxcala. Wait, I think I might hop on this. One second. One second, listener. Permiso. Qué pena. Usted va a Tlaxcala. Ahora. Ahora me subo. Bueno, gracias. Oh, shit. Well, it looks like we will have to continue this story in just a bit. We're going to head to Tlaxcala. Okay, listener, thanks for staying tuned. I might be able to continue recording here. I'm now on... Oh, I'm on the only, I'm the only person here on this little mini bus to Tlaxcala. So, who is that? Is that Daddy Yankee? It's someone. Kind of into it. Kind of into it. So, just a couple more minutes of broadcasting here. Anyway, we're, we're getting to the end of our story from last night. We'll, we'll leave you... Uh, we'll leave you with that until probably tomorrow. As soon we'll be, you know, just immersed, immersed in Tlaxcala culture with our very personal tour guide, Vic the Bloke. Um, so yeah, where was I? Where was I? So walking around the dangerous streets, just because for that very fact, for the mere fact they're dangerous, Jose Rodas thought they were a good idea to, yeah, yeah, you guys want to check them out? They're as dangerous as you can find in Puebla. Okay, sure. Walking around. And then after a while, we say, you know, you want to go somewhere like a little less dangerous, maybe, or maybe with maybe just as dangerous, but with something to do. Like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So we went to this market, actually the same market where we had that dinner a couple nights ago. Um, and it's kind of like a mariachi market, which I guess there are kind of in every city, at least in central Mexico, there's 
He's called Garibaldi, who was the first mariachi. And these are these Garibaldi markets where they have food and drink and also just a bunch of mariachis loitering around where you can ask them to play a song, six songs, ten songs. And there was a very drunk group of just three people. Uh, both the women were actually pretty cute, and this guy that had obviously hired mariachi groups, there were two, and they were kind of duking it out for like who was going to play the next song. It was kind of interesting. But they had hired these groups for, uh, for ten songs or so. So we sat down at a, a nearby table and listened. Had a couple beers each. And uh, actually, it was kind of nice. It was very nice. You know, the, the music was great. The atmosphere was, oof. It was very, you know, it was nice. You know, we were the only people there besides the table that had that had uh, hired the mariachis. But it was just, it was really nice. And we chilled. We chilled. Uh, and then went back. Went to sleep. Woke up, went to the gym, you know, and started this this big day pretty early and I was up rise and shine before my alarm I set an alarm at like for 6.45 or so I was up at at 6.10 I just fiend in for the day to start so and part of that excitement was about getting on Anchor for the first time here we are and we're really happy to be here we've got a 30 minute broadcast to start off this this journey you know, this anchor journey, which is, as we said, just a new book or a new chapter in the book that is, you know, the sister stations broadcasting for over three years, over three years on WhatsApp. And here we are in anchor. So thanks for joining us. Sorry, we have to cut this broadcast a bit short, but <laughs> we just have to, you know, we're just, we just need to get to Tlaxcala, you know, we just need to get to Tlaxcala. So. Hope you have a great day, and uh, please stay tuned.